Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, this is Owen Jones. This is the Cheerful Election Daily. So, it is seven days away the big one-week moment until the nation decides who the next government of this country is. Oof, that is quite the milestone. Now, I just explain what I did today. I was up in um, Barnet, I'll come to that, I was with Mark Steele, the comedian, who you're going to hear from very, very shortly. One of the things I did is I took part in a Zoom call. What that is is basically a massive, giant uh, phone conference call. And I was there with John McDonnell... And about two and a half thousand or something uh, activists down the phone who were taking a day off uh, on polling day next Thursday to get the vote out. So basically what's happened in the past weeks and months is people have been knocking on doors, trying to uh, finding out where Labour voters are, trying to persuade people who aren't decided or vote for someone else. And now there's lots of data about where Labour voters are. So on election day, what happens is across the country in every constituency, Labour activists get those people to come out and vote. They knock on the doors, ask them if they voted. And what the Zoom call was about was trying to get people to take the day off to do that. Couldn't recommend that more. Makes a massive difference. You could get hundreds of people to come out and vote. Maybe you single-handedly could uh, swing the election. Just think about that. It is worth thinking about in any case. So just going to throw it out there. So I was out in, it was cold. It was really cold. But 200 people turned up. And this was in Hendon, which was only very narrowly won by the Tories. Let me just type in Hendon constituency. So back in 2015, the Tory majority was 3,700. And last time it fell to just over 1,000. So this is an attempt to try and actually finally see in one big push if Hendon could go, go back to Labour for the first time in an election since 2005. So I was out with hundreds of people, including Mark Steele, who is a top comrade, lads, just a, a lovely guy. So I wanted to ask him what the stakes were in this election. So I'm with the legendary Mark Steele. He doesn't, doesn't really need an introduction. What are the stakes in this election? Well, the stakes are that either society moves in a direction of uh, generally general friendliness and liberal attitudes towards foreign people and having another referendum on the, uh, on the biggest issue of the day and on trying to alleviate the situation in which uh, tens of thousands of people rely on food banks and people are um, deprived of the most basic needs uh, in the midst of immense wealth and opulence of the rich and a society in which we try to look out for each other or a society run by a fucking maniac. <laughs> Pithy. And that's what I like about Mark, amongst many other things. I think it should be PM after Jeremy Corbyn. Um, a lot of young people here today. Why is it young people, do you think, have flocked to Labour so much and 
in many ways have become the backbone of this whole movement. What's going on there? Well, the first thing is that that is what is really exciting. And I think that was certainly the case uh, last time. Uh, it, it seemed more extraordinary last time because we weren't used to it and we weren't expecting it. But um, the fact that so many, I mean, you know, you, you and I both went on lots of sort of little walkabouts like this in different constituencies. And it was really striking how many of the people that turned out were sort of between, I don't know, between certainly in their 20s, how articulate they were, how patient they were explaining the issues on the doorsteps, how... Um, how they sort of listened to people all the things that my generation when we were that age were totally incapable of because we were really looking back on it a bunch of strident and uh, pretty difficult people but, but the, the 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 sort of generation that has flocked to this campaign I suppose they're sort of motivated by a whole series of issues such as climate change certainly uh, in the south many of them will be people that um that are really incensed by Brexit and and just general injustice and the tuition fees uh, issue. I don't know, or a whole sort of a whole gamut of those things. And I think whatever happens, obviously you don't know the result of the election. Whatever happens, it strikes me that the 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 sort of anti Johnson half of the country, which is clearly at least that, um, is probably more liberal and more what you might call progressive and socialist minded now than at any point I can remember, really. Um, issues that were at one point really difficult for the left, such as immigration, now there's a sort of liberal attitude towards immigration across the whole of the the country amongst the well not the whole of the country but a huge number a huge amount of the country particularly in the inner cities and uh, I think that's really encouraging whatever happens and whatever happens you know the, the, a movement is what is absolutely essential if Corbyn gets in he's not going to be able to transform society without a movement of people that is prepared to to back the, those policies up if Corbyn doesn't get in then obviously a movement can can stop even the most uh, brutal of establishments of which Boris Johnson will be just a couple, a couple of quick last things so so another comedian Nish Kumar he uh, a brilliant comedian does lots of stuff on particularly racism and so on and uh, he was speaking at this charity do and basically got hounded by some obviously very right-wing angry people uh, who went bright purple and uh, they threw stuff at him. And I just looked at that and thought, in terms of, you're talking definitely about the kind of progressive side that's been unleashed, but there is this really angry, kind of very whipped up, ultra-jingoistic wing of society that they're preying on. I, I mean, how do you think we drive that back? Because that has been uncorked and they definitely feel quite emboldened. Well, I suppose the first way that, that, that to to put that cork back would be if Johnson loses or doesn't get his majority. I mean, that would be a huge blow for them. Uh, I mean, I think as well, if, if um, you know, I know it's more complicated than this, but I think if Brexit was somehow stopped, or at least if there was another referendum, or if there was a Brexit that, that wasn't the, the most sort of vicious sort that's being planned, I think that would be a huge defeat for the sort of Reese Mogg people and there were and of course they have to you know you see what they're really like these people whether it's 
the, whether it's whoever it is who's posh and drunk at a charity do thinks it's all right to chuck food at people, or whether it's sort of Rhys Mogg and his comments about the Grenfell, uh, the Grenfell victims, this is what they're really like. And that's why even the Conservatives have to go, oh, no, don't let people know what you're really like or they won't vote for you. They're trying to pull a trick on, on millions of people, isn't it? We are on your side. This is what's awkward about democracy for them. They have to constantly pull this trick. We are on your side when they have absolute contempt for them. You'll know the quote better than me. You know, the one from Boris Johnson's article about the poor, that the working class men are chavs, drunks, drug addicts and losers. Yeah. Is that it? Look, along those lines, yeah, that was the gist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those, this is what they really think. You know, they, it, it's not, it's not hard to find this out if you're looking for it. Of course, you won't find it on the front page of the newspapers and so on. It's, uh, they, they seem to tend to miss it out for some reason. Um, whereas, if you know, if one, <laughs> if one Labour member somewhere in Cornwall who's on medication puts something foul on Twitter that ends up as like a, a front page story on newspapers um, whereas you know, the Conservative Party get away with Boris Johnson gets away it seems with um, doesn't have to apologise for racism and comments of that nature said by more marginal figures in his party such as Boris Johnson very quickly very lastly last week now to the election but a lot of people be like ah, oh, I don't know what to do this is big I'm scared what's your kind of little just last advice last week last lap I think that the thing is to do something I just sort of generally think that normally but in a situation like this just something is better than nothing unless it's completely berserk <laughs> don't, don't do anything involving bombs or <laughs> torturing animals but do, do something if it's just if you've got half an hour to just go up the road and knock on some doors and uh, talk to people when they answer don't just knock and walk off uh, and then you know, do something go down the local Labour Party um, office and get some posters and take them about. Have another word with your, with the relatives that's not voting or something like that and tell them they can fuck Christmas off unless they promise to vote the right way. That's how democracy works. <laughs> Stellar advice, cheers, Mark. He's such a funny guy. He's such a lovely guy as well. Genuinely, just really warm presence, a ray of sunshine. As I've said, I was out in Barnet. It was, it was nippy. Um, when I was there, I went to the Graham Park Estate and this is an estate which I think is a striking example of the housing crisis that afflicts this country, where uh, council housing is being flogged off and what stock remains is prioritised for those most in need, and which causes all sorts of community tensions, which is exploited by uh, malicious political forces. And at the same time, as home ownership collapses, an entire generation is driven into a rip-off, unregulated private rented sector. But... What we've seen with, you know, social housing and, and the assaults on social housing, council housing and so on, is people driven into overcrowded homes, conditions, and, and conditions that should not exist in a country as rich as this. So I spoke to a local activist who's involved 
in campaigning on the Graham Park estate, you're going to hear what the conditions are. And I also spoke to the resident. And I think this will shock you. And I think it is an example of what's at stake in this election, not least the housing crisis. So firstly, t- tell me who you are. Uh, so I'm Simon. I'm the secretary of Hendon Labour Party. And I've been running the campaign here with, well, a great many fine people who've been coming to Hendon to help us win here. So we're in the Graham Park estate. Can you tell me a bit about this estate? Yeah, sure. So Graham Park is uh, the largest estate in Hendon. It's uh, a regeneration site, so it's in the process of being socially cleansed by Barnet Council and Barnet Homes. Uh, You've got terrible living conditions here. You have residents who are living in overcrowded properties with mould, pests. Uh, There are fire safety issues. There are security issues because none of the doors are locked. Uh, And then, obviously, the estate has been neglected over a very long period of time Uh, as part of creating a pretext for knocking it down and building a private estate in its place. So what does this tell us about the kind of wider injustices of the way the society is currently run? So uh, Barnet Council is uh, very much uh, a testing ground and a model for what the Tories have done locally and nationally. Uh, It's been Tory for 18 years here uh, and we've seen multinational and private developer profit put before people and enormous suffering has happened as a result of that. Uh, The council do not care about the people who live here. So the residents are struggling, they're fighting back? Yes, they are. So we've been working with Labour's community organising unit, both here and on Marsh Drive. A lot of the people are related to each other on those estates because what Barnet Council do is they use non-secure tenancies uh, uh, to treat people as individuals, to bully them, to lie to them, and they bounce people from a generation estate to a generation estate. So people spend their entire lives living in these kind of conditions, uh, being neglected whilst they wait to knock them down and build private estates in their place. And tell me just a little bit about the Labour Community Organising Unit. What, what is that? How did it come about? What's it trying to do? So I think the Labour Community Organising Unit, or Labour by the Many, is probably the biggest revelation to the party since Jeremy Corbyn took over. And it's something that was started by his office. Um, it's about bringing people together and rebuilding or, or empowering communities around common causes. Uh, and in Hendon, the biggest issue is the housing crisis, which has obviously then fueled the child poverty crisis. So there's a 41% child poverty rate across the seat, but it's up to 50% here in Collindale. So one in two children in Collindale live in poverty. And, po- and Collindale is the second largest ward in the country. There's just over 40,000 people living here. And just finally, in terms of the election, how does this all feed into... Because we've got, when people are listening to this, there's a week to go until people are voting. So how does all of that, you know, from the community organising to this, you know, this huge housing injustice that we see here, how's it all feed in? So um, I think the important thing is one of the main issues we find on the doorstep is that people don't trust politicians. Uh, they don't believe that... Uh, there's much happening outside of electoral politics people are making promises but they won't deliver on them and nothing else is happening outside of door knocking during elections and i think community organizing shows that actually we're doing things now in the community to help people and we're giving them a lasting set of skills that they will be able to use to empower themselves so that's organizing negotiating power mapping and working out who is actually responsible for the conditions that they're living in who can they target to actually put pressure on them and change things thanks mate that's great So I'm just here with someone who lives on the Graham Park estate. So can I ask, how how long have you been here for? Um, So I've lived in Barnet all my life, um, but I've lived on the Graham Park estate for um, the last three years. Obviously, we've living on this estate, uh, we've gone through a lot. Um, 
we've come together as a community because we're not being heard um, because we're living in squalor. We feel like they've just built around the whole estate and just left us in the middle and we're forgotten about. Um, they've not um, helped and um, put any funds into this estate for the last 15 years. And um, we're riddled with pests, cockroaches, mice, rats. Um, bin collections have been dropped to one day a week. We're not having um, bin collections on a regular basis. Um, there's drug use, there's violence. We have regular raids in the block. Um, and it's just, it's constant. Our doors are unlocked all the time. We've got no safety. Um, the um, doors have no um electronic things on it so it's safe our safety so everything's unlocked um the floors are filthy nothing's cleaned um it's it's just it's affected so many people we've got disabled people that are bed bound that can't get out that are on like third fourth floor people are overcrowded um there's one flat that's got um seven people living in one bedroom flat um and there's a child doing his gcses and he's age 14 and he's got to share a room with his mum and his six brothers and sisters um there's people with we've got loads of pictures evidence of just what people have been living in and it's affecting everyone's mental health um and we've just not been listened to I just listen to this it's so shocking and you just think it's such a rich country it's just ridiculous that a country as rich as this London's such a rich place that that anyone should have to live in these conditions it's just yeah it is um, and this is why we've come together as a community to try and put our voices out because um, we did have the CEO down and he just couldn't really answer any of our questions a lot of tenants were very upset regarding this um, he couldn't basically give us a time scale of when the regeneration was going to happen we're all in unsecured tenancies um, they said that basically obviously living in unsecured tenancies you have no rights you've got nowhere to um, like you can't buy you can't move out you can't swap um, and it's just every time you phone up, it's like everyone's recently, like the last four days, we've literally had no water, no heating. They've basically said there was a big burst, but it seems to be so massive now because we've put it out um, in the community, but it's actually been a regular occurrence. It happens in the summer, it happens in the winter, every single year without fail, and people are freezing. We've got elderly, there's one woman, she's 84 years old, she's dying of cancer, she's got like five months to live, and she was freezing. Um, and they've only just been able to start rectifying the problem now. Um, obviously, being a tenant myself, and because I do have a voice, I've stood up and I've actually turned around and said, phone the people, constantly been on their case, saying, why haven't you sorted this problem? why are we not having electric heaters why haven't we had them sent out to people's homes and basically they're saying oh we're very busy we'll get them out to people in the end it took for me to basically keep going on and on and on to the next morning that in the end finally speaking to a councillor on the phone all day and going to this and she contacted the ceo they managed to be able to bring it down to our um, collection point so that we could give it out to our tenants but this is me going off on my behalf um, and basically I had to get the hall myself so that we could use a free. Luckily, the one-stop shop were very grateful to let us use it. And it's just like it's only us as a community um, only getting things done by doing what we're doing ourselves. We're just not getting no help, no support whatsoever. Like Our kids are growing up in this area and they've got nothing. They ain't even got a park to go to. We're the safety. We can't even... I feel like I feel embarrassed to even allow family and friends to come and visit my home because of how 
terrible this estate looks. So just very finally, what are the sort of demands you're all asking for? What would you like to happen? So um, as part of the community have been looking at demands. First of all, we wanted to know how long it's going to take for this regeneration to start and the phase. They couldn't give us a time scale. We all want to have secure tenancies because we feel that we should have a home of permanence and we've all born and bred in Barnet, lived here. You know, we've got a family, we've all got our support network, our kids have friends. You know, it's not fair that you should be shipped round all different areas and being picked up and being unstable and not being able to children should have a routine and like for the last seven years um i got moved in the first year seven times so i've been moved 11 times in the past seven years and i've been put in all sorts of accommodation um we also wanted to have our living conditions improved considering we spoke to the ceo and it hadn't been improved for the last 15 years they've not put nothing into this estate whatsoever um, and like, even our children don't have a part to play in. Um, it's just, yeah, it just it hurts me and it affects me and it's affected many people's mental health and they just don't seem to care. Solidarity and keep fighting and we're with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, if listening to that doesn't make you think to yourself things have to change and change drastically, then I don't know what will. Uh, what a broken social order. You know, this is one of the wealthiest societies on earth. It's got all the wealth, all the resources, all the talent to overcome these problems. What on earth is one person living in these conditions, let alone so, so many more than that? And it does show what's at stake, the conditions that people will be condemned to unless, unless this lot are kicked out. So that is, that is a somber moment to end, but it is true. I think, you know, we can have a mass house building program, which will create jobs, stimulate the economy, create decent, affordable homes for people to live in with their families. Shouldn't be a radical proposition in a country as wealthy as that, is this. It is possible. Other countries manage it. But as I've said, it's seven days left. We've all got a role to play. And I, I hope this concentrates minds because, uh, this is the, this is the moment of truth, as they say. I will speak to you tomorrow. Be well, do all you can, and I will speak to you. I will speak to you then. Election Daily is produced by the cheerful team, including Jeff Lloyd, Emma Corsham, Joe Kenyon, and Joel Pierce, with music from Pete Frazier. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.